Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hey, Happy Tanners. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 80 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On this episode, I have Jen Diaz from Glow Out Salon and Babes Behind Brands.com. Share an amazing story. Actually, this one was kind of totally unrelated to spray tanning, but I'm hopeful that you can connect to this on some level or some way. This was more about a spiritual wellness and you know foundational episode. We just kind of went all directions, honestly. I wanted to learn more about her and her journey and how it's taken her from just being focused on her salon to now more focused on the retreats and everything that she's doing in her life currently. And it's really, really interesting. We have some good talks. We go all over the place, like I said, but really it's a focus on ultimately trying to figure out what do you really want to do, what success really means to you, not what other people dictate. And that's across you know all areas of your life, not just in business. So I hope this episode resonates with you as much as it did with me. I could talk to Jen, honestly, for days. We had such a great time. I can't wait to hopefully meet her in person someday as well. She's a wonderful person, a wonderful energy and spiritual being. So Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey on the podcast. It was great. Make sure you check it out. Get out a pen and a piece of paper for this one for sure. You're going to want to set some time aside to listen to this. We go on for a while and talk about this. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you did and you like this kind of topic, please let me know because outside of what we've done routinely for all the episodes, I really like to expand and offer more content, right? Focus more on just the business and the spray tanning side of things, but more on the personal side of things because I think that ultimately drives everything else. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much again, Jen, from the bottom of my heart. And as always, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans Website Builder, the first and the only website builders created specifically for sunless tanning business owners. We help you create the website with our done with you model, a done for you model, whatever you want to call it. We can actually get your website up and running within two to three business days. Everything done, SEO optimized, professionally designed, help you set up a website that'll drive new business in your doors. We see it all the time. In fact, one of our clients reports that over 80% of her new clients come from being found organically on Google, which is outstanding, which is almost astonishing to think about those numbers. That could be you as well. It could be life-changing for your business and for you in general. They're sure there's other website builders, but none of them are as focused or dedicated to you as we are. I can guarantee you that. I stand behind everything that we offer here at Happy Tens. So thank you so much. Come check us out, happytens.com. Click the Create Your Website button. And I get this question all the time. If you have other services, teeth whitening, maybe you do lashes, anything else, it doesn't matter. We can incorporate all that into your website. And yes, that will be SEO optimized as well. Come reach out. You can always ask me questions, grant at happytans.com. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Enjoy this episode and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jen Diaz from Glow Out Salon and Babes Behind the Brand. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm so good, Grant. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for coming back and connecting. We connected originally on episode 10 of the podcast. I think it was nine or 10. I'm trying to remember what episode it was. It was back in 2017, so a long time ago. Oh my gosh. What episode are you at now? This will be 80. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to see the 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 tracks record. You know, it said 2016 to 2021 when I looked on the podcast thing this morning as I was listening to it. So I was like, wow, it's five years. That's a long time. <laughs> a lot of episodes. How does that feel? Yeah. Feels good. Yeah, it's great. It's like, you know, so many times I've considered you know, it's kind of a 
with it being online and you know you don't hear what people hear you don't hear from people right they just listen in passing and then you don't hear from them right so occasionally you get an email like this is great thanks so much this change you know my life my business whatever they say and it then at that point you're like okay i am doing the right thing you know because occasionally you'll go through a rut where you're like is this right am i is is this the right investment for my time and but it's always good to hear those things i don't really question it anymore it's just kind of like I'm going to keep doing it and people will keep listening. Hopefully they connect with it and it's good to, Yay. it's good to give back. It. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do for sure. Oh, for awesome. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let me open the floor. I mean, you were again on that episode and that was specific to the glow out salon, obviously. And at that point, I think it was just with Chicago and Columbia, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the locations you guys had and uh-huh. now you all, now you also have the babes behind the brand or babes behind, which is completely different. So let me open the floor for a second and you can introduce yourself and tell us about what Jen is uh, working on. Oh my gosh. What is Jen not working on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thanks for the intro. Jen Diaz from Glow Out Salons, Baby Behind Brands, send Jen on Instagram. Um, I am currently uh, like just going with the flow of the universe. I've had Glow Out for 13 years. Um, obviously last year we had a pivotal year, I believe for everybody with the pandemic and lockdowns and business closures. And I really used that time to reevaluate what was next for me and what really felt, um, in alignment with who I am now, because that changes over time. And I felt like I didn't want to be anchored only in Chicago, only focused on this. I was doing with babes. We travel in at least 10 cities a year, hosting retreats and you know, sometimes it's a hundred women, sometimes it's 50, sometimes it's a, a small group for the weekend of, you know, four to eight. And we really enjoy connecting with small business owners, sharing our stories and sharing our tools and just sharing space. And I think the pandemic like really amplified that for me and really kind of set me on fire (laughs) as the city was like on fire around me. I'm like, what the hell? this is not for me. Like this is, I had done so much work on myself as a person and then, you know, developed into a coach, but that wasn't until like seven years of, of being coach myself and really developing the skills and the tools that I share now. So, um, when I sat there through that and I'm literally staring at the city in the same building that I lived in before I moved, I'm here for like a, a short term rental now. So it's super fascinating. Yeah. But I remember thinking like, this isn't it for me like this anymore. And so I left and went to Florida and built out a van. We had winter in Chicago. So like nothing was really going to be happening and COVID. So our restrictions were super tight. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, I can either sit here and like stare at the cold sky out there and make the best of it, which is what I always do. Cool. Yes. Could I do that? Yes. Am I able? Yes. Do I want to? And the answer for me was like, hell no, I don't. And I don't want to feel bad about that. Yeah. Like I should do it this way because that's just what you do. And I should prove that I can suffer. I'm like, no, I've done that. I'm good. (laughs) And I saw these, my grandparents actually used to have a, um, like a, a VW van Yeah. with a pop-up top. Yeah. 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 They were so cute. My little grandma used to walk miles and miles a day, which is where I think I got my urban hiking um, hobby from. I walk. Before I left the city, I was walking a marathon a week, which is kind of aggressive, but that's awesome. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's good it was my process and like also how I got around. So I kind of enjoyed it. But my grandma used to walk around and collect cans for five and 10 cents and turn them in for money for their vacations in their camper. Oh, wow. 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's an amazing it was, story. <laughs> it was so cool. And I love building stuff. I've done, this was my eighth build out, my first time on a vehicle. So that's different. I'm very different, but I had done build outs and helped other people with build outs. Um, so it just made sense. I'm like, that's exactly where I need to channel my energy into building something again. Cause that's what I love doing. And right now this certain thing here, like I don't have control over what I can do. I can only do X and that doesn't, I, I feel like you'll get this. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. being told what I can do at all. It's yeah. the Floridian in me, Grant. I can't do it. It's the Latina Floridian. Hell no, you're not going to tell me I can't do something. Right. If, yeah, if somebody says that, it's only going to be the opposite, right? I'm going to work that well, much yeah. harder. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't resonate with the fact of you're like, I can, you're not allowed to work, but you still have to pay all of these bills as if you are working, you legally can't. That just didn't sit well with me. <laughs> right. So did you guys completely, how was it for the Chicago? 90 days. 90 day, okay. Completely. Yeah. Shut. So three months went and the trickiest part for us is, you know, our climate is very, um, it's very polarizing. So we have to really capitalize on our summer season because in the winter when it's five degrees, people don't care if they're tan. They're, right. they're only seeing the face. They can do that at home. And I get that because I'm kind of the same. It's so cold. So we just lost like a year and a half, really, because even when we reopened was June and the restrictions were so tight. Nobody was getting married. Nobody was traveling. Nobody was really doing anything here. Right. And we didn't reopen like our restaurants didn't reopen until a few months ago. Wow. So how did you yeah. get to that? Ah, so. It's funny because <laughs> it was so scary. Yeah, look at, looking back, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, like a dumpster fire. I would just look out every day at the city and think like, what is going to happen? And at first, you know, babes started, like we kind of went right into it because when you're, I'm sure you understand this, when you're looking online and you're connected to so many people from so many different places and you're watching them all suffer at the same time while you're suffering, for me, it was like, absolutely not. I was so mad. I was like, no, 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 this is not right. People can't be isolated like this and deal with these stressors. That's not going to end well. Mm -hmm. And now we're so-and-so called like getting back to normal. Sure. But the reverberations of that, I think are far deeper and far wider than anyone has been able to give credit to yet because, you know, possibly in the impacts haven't totally been felt. No. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. It hasn't reached, it hasn't gotten there. No, yet. we haven't gotten to that pandemic wave yet. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's another conversation for another day, but it's, um, when I was watching that, I was like, no, this isn't going to work for me. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic to back, back to your point, um, we just wanted to connect with people. So when we knew that everybody was shutting down, we did a virtual summit, which was amazing because it's still, gave us hope that things could feel we had been working towards so many really amazing in-person events. Like we were going to go to Canada in 2020 for the first time wow. to Banff, which oh, is that's... like insane goals of mountains, right? Yeah. yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So I've been dreaming about that for a year and we've been planning it with Sunatan and, and all those ladies that we really, really enjoy. And, and just watching all of that break down, we were like, Oh my God. So we threw a virtual summit. That was really fun. But the in-person thing is really where I'm at. Um, anyway, we, after like connecting with people online, I was just 
trying to find things to keep myself busy, to keep myself not busy all the time where I was like, not realizing what was happening, but keep myself focused on things. Because every time I would make a plan for the salon, you know, there would be a press conference in two days saying, no, not until then. And I was like, I can't take this anymore. Or going back and forth every three days. I feel like I have to completely disconnect from that. So I started tie dyeing all of her apparel mm-hmm. because I knew pet me up for the day. And people are like, can I buy that? And I was like, sure. And then more people would DM me, can I buy that? And I'm like, yeah. So I started putting it out there. And then all these people started ordering tie dye. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. So every day I was in there tie dyeing batches of, of sweat and then carrying them in a plastic garbage bag across the street to my apartment and I was like oh is my back hurt so much <laughs> and then I would walk to them and deliver them but it was like COVID so I would like throw it on their doorstep and like take a picture and <laughs> they'd yeah. wave from the window it was crazy Grant because it felt so surreal I'm like this is insane it's so insane but I want to like pull out the best of this right however I can do that continually while I'm experiencing the worst of it at the same time yeah wow Um, we started like making apparel and then we started shipping it to other businesses because people could only sell retail so we're like here we'll sell it to you at wholesale resell it make some money like and it's not like we're making you know tons of money on it but it just felt so right to do and i'm like okay (laughs) so we kind of just bobbed and weaved through that whole thing you know until we got to the fall and in the fall i'm like okay guys i told the girls at my shop you know, I pivoted my whole business model, you know, piece to part, you know, we did a lot more services um, before COVID and we did all these bridal and bachelorette parties and we curated this beautiful like Pinterest worthy space so people could come and gather and be with their friends. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen for who knows how long. Right. And I had no faith in it because of all the press conferences and the roller coaster of it. Yeah, so but I you guys, still, you guys still held the spot and still are there. We still did, but basically, huh. I chopped up my business model and I said, "Okay, these things aren't coming back for an indefinite amount of time. Um, we can do them mobily. We can do mobile bridal parties when that time comes, if that makes sense. But in the salon, we need to, you know, make money in other ways. So I chopped it up and started co-working and brought in other hairstylists to run their own business out of ours okay. and we all kind of utilize the space together now. And I'm like, wow, I didn't, I, I kind of thought and hoped that would happen. I didn't know it happened that way, but um, it was another way for us to stay alive. We wouldn't have really made it without that. Yeah. Because so, we had to take that whole downturn of like nine months. Yeah. That's a smart, smart pivot. I mean, that's uh, it's kind of one of those scrappy moments where you got to do what you got to do and you figure it out as you go. <laughs> yeah for sure but the cool thing is now when I look back on it I'm like oh that was always supposed to happen it really is like your preferred method of working now and Mm -hmm. it allows you this flexibility to try to play with other things right so now you can just bring in puzzle pieces and see if they work and then if they don't yeah yeah Yeah, so, so how many different businesses are operating out of there now um now there's four okay and yeah. is, this is just Chicago. So are the, the Columbia location, and I, I don't remember, is that, are you yep. part Colum- of the Columbia's, Columbia's still, um, they're still kicking and they're about to make some, probably some power moves soon. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. Okay. Um, I have an idea, but I'm excited. And then we have uh, mobile spray tan in Charlotte. We have another girl in Indiana. 
So really just focusing on growing that and, and kind of staying more linear than, you know, having so many puzzle pieces like we had before, but it was great at the time. Yeah, definitely. Charlotte. That's where I am. Yeah. You're in Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, Ashley's there. She's amazing. She's actually worked at our Carolina store for years. Okay. So that was really cool to have somebody kind of, then she became a mom and a mom of two. And as life changed, you know, just staying connected and now seeing her do this in her way with like her kind of goals, she focuses a lot on ballroom competitors because her husband's a ballroom dance teacher. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, I just think it's so cool for people to, to take something that I created out of nothing and then make it their own. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Give them the tools and let them go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way. Kind of, you know, you learn what you can and then you pass it on to somebody else and let kind of give them a, a way to, you know, learn from your mistakes or whatnot and then yep. take a step forward. Yeah, it's cool. Charlotte's a great uh, area to be in. So, so busy here. I mean, it's so big here, growing so fast. There's a lot of money because of all the banks are here. So there's plenty of uh, business to be had here. Oh, sure. yeah. I really love the Carolinas. It, I mean, that's where I grew up vacationing as a kid was in uh, North Carolina. So mm-hmm. I have like a sentiment towards it. But all the North Carolina, Tennessee, South Carolina, all that whole area I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful area for sure. For sure. Um, so go out. So you're back in Chicago right now doing glow out and then summertime shy. Yep. Okay. Summertime. And is, is business back to quote unquote normal right now? Oh my God, Grant, business is insane, yeah. which is, it's so crazy because well, summer would naturally be so busy, but to go from like, kind of like a, we did kind of a slow burn. I think yeah. the restaurants opened up in like, Oh God, I don't even want to say because I'm going to be wrong. Only a couple of months ago, which was crazy because I'd been in Florida and everything's open. Um, but it just hit a couple of weeks. Like we reopened everything June 11th. So I guess oh, it's wow. been a couple of weeks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Leading up to it, it was kind of pulsing and growing. We're like, cool, we're super busy. We're super busy. And right before people like knew that that was happening, everyone, it's almost like the city felt permission to live again. And yeah. everyone's out and everyone's doing stuff and everyone's getting married, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think for us, it's, we're just kind of like, okay, let's hold on for the ride and like, and go with it. See where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're just kind of doing that and then trying to like not burn out. So yes, there it's like feast right now where there's, we had been in famine. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like not get gluttonous about that for the sake of yourself. So we watch it to where, I had an experience the other day where someone came in, but I had blocked off like an hour and 15 lunch for myself so I can eat lunch and walk my dogs and like reset for the second half of the day. And a client came like an hour early. Oh, can you squeeze me in? Which normally I would do. And I was like, you know what? I actually can't. Yeah. I actually down. can't. And that I have to set that precedence with myself for myself in order to kind of, for me, maintain this roller coaster of a, of a year <laughs> yeah definitely yeah respect yourself and your time i mean it's important it's yeah. important you got to have some time for yourself so that's great and then you mentioned earlier and i meant to come back to this about the retreats you do or we're doing in person are those specific to like an industry or are they more general no, okay they're more general um you know we i started off where i would speak at all these spray tan conventions and then individually owners would be like, well, can you come and and talk to my team or can you come and work with me? And I'm like, yeah, I would love that. (laughs) So that's how babes really started was a spinoff of 
um, my keynotes. And then I would come in person and basically do what I would do in like a keynote or a workshop. Cause like when someone asks me to come speak, I'm like, okay, what are the parameters? Yeah. <laughs> what do I get to do? And if they're like, do whatever you want, I'm like, perfect. We're going to do, you know, visualization. We're going to meditate. We're going to like connect with our physical body. We're also going to journal and we're going to really like talk out loud and, and share experiences. And it had become this really cool experience. So then I basically just stretched that into a day. So if it's a corporate retreat, like I recently, we just did one in South Dakota, which I had done one for their smaller group before, you know, a woman that had seen me at a convention and, um, cannot demand they're amazing. And oh, yeah. yeah, Michelle and had me come out and talk to her group of like 20 and I'm like, cool. And it was amazing. And I, w- I went to the Badlands nearby and went hiking. So it was like everything mm-hmm. of an experience. Yeah. And, um, then she, after the pandemic, she's like, okay, let's do it. I'm ready to do another one. I'm like, okay, cool. And this time it's 85 business owners, um, from across her area that just wanted to come. And we talked about life and business and personal development and trauma and marketing and, and all the things. So I kind of customize it per group. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not industry specific. Yeah. Mm-mm. I worked with the hospitality group all of 2019. So I would go and coach like their core executive team. So it's probably 20 people, you know, once a month for a whole day. And then the next day I would do one-on-one coaching sessions, just rapid fire, like 30 minutes, basically. Okay. Okay. Where are you at? Cool. Dissect it. Here are a couple of keywords, reflect it back. And then that person's on their way. So it's, it's a pretty cool process. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's like, you know, it is much more tapping into like a foundational thing, which I think you almost mm-hmm. have to do, right? We're so... I guess polarizing in the way the media and everything is now, you know, like if you want to fix something or you want to improve your business, then go online, search for something. Here's 10 steps to blah, blah, blah. Right. So you go through those steps and then you're back to square one. Right. So you, people have a real hard time. I know I struggle with it too. And and I love the personal development, reading, meditating. I work on that all the time. And that stuff's great and definitely changed my life. And it's like, you know, I did the miracle morning routine. I'm sure you've heard of that with how Elrod, have you heard of that book before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I started doing that back in 2014. I think it was, I don't do it as actively, but that kind of changed the path of my life. Like I got up at 4am. I do all this stuff. I'd spend an hour working on myself before I went to do quote unquote work. Right. So it's, a super reflective process. And I think that you have to go back to the foundation to change. Like you can keep building on this unsteady foundation and eventually it's going to break, right? You're going to run into an issue. You're going to be unhappy. But if you go back to the core and kind of tap into those things, I think you can do so much more. And that's outside of just obviously business personally as well. Um, I think you have to consider that when you're working on things. For sure. I think it's a, it's, a great point of reference to talk about foundation. And I think the world glamorizes instant success and instant gratification. And I think when you break everything down and you pause, like we did in 2020, it really brings to light, like our behaviors and the, are what we're doing based on like, why are we doing that? Yeah. Are we doing that because it feels right for us? Or are we doing that just because that's what people do? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you and I were having a chat pre pre recording about that. Like uh, how my wife and I are questioning a bunch of that stuff and just like reading yeah. stuff and learning and saying, you know, why are you doing it? Cause you've always done it this way or somebody taught you this way or society teaches you this. It's like, but what if I do it this way instead? Right. Question the things that everybody considers normal because that doesn't mean it's right. I mean, if you look at 
some of the big movements or businesses, things that are created, it's oftentimes somebody like sitting back and saying, what's wrong with this picture? What can we do differently? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to go ahead. Go ahead. Have you seen that meme on Instagram where it's like um, businesses is in the, businesses in the UK, they're out of office is like, hi, I'm sorry. I'm on vacation with my family until August 4th. I'll be back to you then. And it's like business owners in, in America. And it's like, hi, I'm out of the office for 30 minutes to have surgery. But if you need me, contact my assistant and they'll get me right when I'm out of anesthesia. It's so true. It is. I haven't seen that, but it's true. Almost every response you get, like, if you need me, contact this person. If they don't answer, just text me. Here's my phone. <laughs> like, what's the point and that of the, the purpose of that whole thing? Yeah. You know, I have a permanent autoresponder that just talks about like, I could be doing this, 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 or this. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Oh, wow. That's good. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Being a business owner, you know, owning your own business is just hard to, to disconnect. Something I'm working on though, for sure. I'm, I'm getting the pieces in place so that I can disconnect. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, back to the pandemic and everything, I guess one of my biggest worries is for people is that, you know, we had that reflective time. A lot of people took the downtime and just did nothing. Some people did some personal development. Some people did whatever, probably grew some, but, um, you know, once you get back and like you said, it just goes from like a treading water to like running, uh, sprinting. Now yeah. it's like people are going to get caught right back into the hamster wheel they were in before this all happened. Like it's, it's hard. I've to seen play. it go both ways. And it's very interesting. I think because for me, it became so important not to do that. Yeah. Just for me personally, that was like a message for me of like, nope, we're not going to do that. Even though I had set my life up in a, a really beautiful way, especially in the last few years, there's just still always work to be done. Yeah, there is. And I was like, it could be better in this way for me. And um, so I've been active in, in being mindful about that, but I do see people that got right back on and I'm like, Oh man, you just don't have to, if you don't want to, yeah. but those beliefs and that, that habitual behavior is really hard to break. I mean, it look is. at like mask wearing people and, and, you know, whatever people want to do is fine with me. But if you just look at it objectively from far away and say like, you know, people now have been told it's fine to take off your mask and vaccinations and all of the other things. Um, and they still wear it. I think a lot of habit, I think a lot, just because it was for so long, you were wearing that sure. and it's like hard for people to break those habits. So then you think of habits you or mindsets you've had your whole life. Of course, it's going to take time. Of course, you're going to have slip ups. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know? so hard. it's so hard to break for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure. I yeah. think it's really important for people if they're on this path to like really decide intentionally how they're going to spend their time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's an intentional thing. It's something you have to always be mindful of or you'll slip right back into it. Like you said, it's, it's, a, it's mm -hmm. like a habit loop, whatever you want to call it. Right. You just jump right back into it and you don't, you don't mm -hmm. even think about it. Like you're like, Oh, you have to work this hard because we need this money for what? So you can have a, a nice car for the neighbors to see. I mean, I don't, you know, right. all kinds of stuff. And it's like, why does that really matter? Um, yeah, these are questions that I ask myself all the time too. So. You and me both, my friend, this yeah. has been my year and a half of like really deep diving and into self and into family patterns and, and generational patterns. And it is not for the faint of heart, but I do think it's worth the time. It is. It is. Yeah. And you have to, you have to want to, or you won't, uh -huh. you know, it's, it's like with anything else, but you know, my thing is hopefully 
at the end of the day, people can look at themselves and be happy with where they are, um, regardless of what it is, you know, and part of the reason the start of the podcast, it kind of put things in perspective of, of everything, like the, the vast array of like what successful meant across all these different businesses and these different people and like the effort and everything they put in, like, if you want to go this route, right, this is really what it takes. I remember your interview, like, Hey, walking through the snow, it's like 10 degrees and all this. I'm like, would you really do that for years to get to where Jen is now? I don't know if you will, but at Mm -hmm. least like, here's what it is. If you want to do it, go for it. But this is what it's going to take to get there. It's not easy. And like you said, the instant gratification is just, it's just, uh, it's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's really harmful because then I think when people don't have things come like that, you know, they think they're doing something wrong when I don't think it's the case. I think success happens over time. You know, the quote, right? Every six or every, what is it? Every overnight success took 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, what you're I was trying to bring that out, but it's no, true. Like it is. it is true. And and now we're glamorizing, you know, our industry is seeing a really big shift, at least the beauty industry in everyone wanting to really have ownership and be their own boss. You know, you look at like the suite models and there was an influx, at least in Chicago. And I, and I'm pretty sure this is on a broader scale because I've seen it all over of people leaving um, salons to go, to go independent, which I think is great. I don't think it's for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I think it's good. But I also think there's a flip side of like, you know, these people that have built salons forever are kind of like, well, Hey, we provided this place for you to nurture all of those skills. So it's an interesting time in our industry specifically too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's, um, it's something that's been kind of, at least, you know, on the tech side and the website, like all this stuff that I see so many people have done their own thing and spun off, you know, that the, they call it like, it's a whole like solopreneur movement, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it. Right. So you're own your own business, work for yourself. And then even like the quote unquote freelance, right? They say, I can't remember the stats, but some absurd amount of people by like 2025 is going to be all free. Like people aren't going to need in-house marketing teams. You just need a specialist that does one thing and they do it amazing. Right. And then over Uh here, plug in somebody that knows social media or just Facebook, right. And just Instagram and just TikTok, you know, all these different pieces, but you know, these people hopefully get to go down whatever path and they really enjoy and, you know, master that specific thing. And then you know, they're brought in and leveraged to do what they do best. Well, and that's, and that's what I've been talking to salon owners about specifically who are like, what do I do? And I'm like, adapt with the times. Mm-hmm. Don't try to keep an archaic model that may need to bloom into something else, but that could also be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause I think our old systems, you could go through every system in my opinion, the, the medical system, obviously the government, um, these educational bodies, industry specific systems, like so many of them really, I think are asking to evolve. And that's what we're seeing. You look at the work from home, the hybrid models. I think there's a lot of benefit for people with that. Yeah. Having that flexibility. Yeah, I agree. I think each one of those topics and whatever you want to call Uh it, it it could be their own debt, you know, (laughs) but as, as a, as a father to a three-year-old little girl, you know, the education thing is something that's hot on my mind and something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. I just, yeah, I I don't, we don't have to go down that, but it's like, you know, already looking for alternatives to traditional education. Cause it doesn't like, I I just remember for me, like sitting in school and I never enjoyed school. Like it just wasn't, I didn't. So but then I get out into the world, I, you know, meet, meet Mike, show go out and learn like, oh, this is cool. He's, 
you know, he started his own business. He's doing yeah. this and done it all online. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. You can really do all these different things. Start listening to podcasts. And then, you know, it all comes together. Yeah. It's like never would have learned any of that in school. So. No, it's so true. It'll be interesting to see how all of that develops. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's some pretty big um, tech like entrepreneurs that are basing everything more on, on, you know, leveraging technology and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know, maybe that's not the right answer either, but at least there's people trying to kind of buck the system, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Well, we could go down those paths, but I want to focus a little <laughs> bit more about, you know, the, the babe, the bus, the van, whatever. The babe's bus, the yeah. van, all yeah. of it. You know, yeah. I had, I really love build outs and construction. I've very much learned this about myself. I've always been into renovations. I grew up with a stepdad who were always working on projects on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to like stone the sidewall of a house or how to do drywall or something like that. And I really liked it. Um, you know, so when I, when I got my first salon room, you know, I did a, a little baby renovation. And then when, <laughs> when I got my first salon 10 years, yeah, 10 years ago, you know, we opened it on $10,000. And so we custom made our own cabinets and got them from the salvage yard and made a door into a bench and the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I really have always been like a tinkerer of, of construction. So I'm always building something, always changing something, always painting something. And it's like a creative process, I think for me. So then the van felt really natural right before COVID happened, literally the day before we had finished a three month renovation um, for the most part. And that was when I finally wanted to invest. I was like, okay, you know, I've been saving all this money and now this time, like make the space, what you really think it could be. So I do. And then we shut down the next day. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> oh, wow. So in the so, salon, you just spent all that time and money doing that? Uh-huh. Wow. I spent like 20 grand. I was like, oh my God. So anyway, I think that that was a, an invitation to realize that money's energy and put it in and it'll come back. And um, I believe it is. And it did in several ways. But the van was like, okay, I don't know where I want to establish roots next. I assume I will in the next couple of years. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where that's going to be. And I think I need to find out on the way. And I had started seeing these van life couples and I'm like, that is so fun. <laughs> I'm yeah. a big camper. We always went camping. So like all of that feels supernatural to me. Yeah. And I love building stuff. I was like, I wouldn't mind building a van. So I call my stepdad. and I'm like, Hey, Rusty what do you think about me building a van? And he's like just a rare bird of like openness and acceptance and, you know, a big hippie. So he's like, kid, you're the next American gypsy. Let's do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I went down there and, and we worked on it. And then it became this communal thing where, because Florida didn't really close. No, I so, know. I have a business partner down there. He's like, yeah, we're good, well, man. We've been good for the whole time. Pretty much. Totally yeah. good. So it was kind of crazy because I was up here and everything was closed and I went down there and everything's open. So it, it became this project where all of these different people would step in at the time that they had to help. And it was kind of beautiful because all this love got poured into this project and this mission of really just showing up and supporting the people that wanted support and needed support. And then like allowing that to unfold, however it should. And South Dakota was the kickoff of that. And then I just did Kansas city and um, I should be in Michigan next month. So it's kind of beautiful to be on this journey with myself and with yeah. other people and, and let it unfold. So you went to those places in the van? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is, yeah. is that, is that stuff you have, 
mapped out or people contact you? How does that work? Yeah. People contact me. Um, and those were, those were like opportunities that we've been working on, on stuff or repeat, repeat partnerships. So, um, now I'm getting like people who are like, can you come and stay at our lake house for the weekend? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and it's just, it's really interesting. I'm now I'm like, okay, I'm going to call myself the vanny. I go in and like work with these people and kind of become part of their family. And it's so awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. That is awesome. So yeah. What what is the I guess uh, from the business side, what is the business model for the as it's you and a business partner it looks like according to the website at least. Yeah, Britt and I work together on all the big stuff and then, you know, my coaching is kind of my own thing as well on the side. Okay. Okay. So but you take the van on your own or is she always with you? Um no, I take it on my own and she comes for the big events. Okay. All right, cool. So, so what is the, I guess, so what is the business side of that? Is it like somebody who contact you and say, Hey, we need you to come speak. And then you would just, yep. you know, put together a package kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, Hey, will you come and facilitate this? And then we get the details of what it looks like. Cause sometimes it's just a day retreat. So it's like eight hours of a day, kind of like a mini conference or workshop. And then sometimes it's like a group where it's, you know, six women and we rent an Airbnb somewhere in the woods and you know, facilitate experiences and food and everything for them. And, and that's its own experience. So there's a lot of um, different elements to it, but they all have the same quality of inner work, healing, reflecting, self-awareness, kind of personal development and wellness. And then they're business owners, most of them. So naturally that weaves in too. Yeah. So you got going back to the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the like best side of wellness. Yeah. It's the what? I'm sorry. It's like business with a side of wellness. Yeah, yeah, that's I love that approach, man. Like you say, you kind of got to fix that stuff or figure out what's going on before you try to build on top of it. So it makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned earlier about uh, like the ones that you open in Charlotte, like you you're giving these people the resources or the I guess business in a box kind of thing. So what what uh -huh. is that side? Is that glow outside? Is that babe? Yeah, okay, that's, that's glow out. That's our licensing program. We've been doing that for about seven years. Okay. Um, so it's basically a brand in a box. And because I have the van, I can go and train people, you know, awesome. and do that in person. It's usually a weekend. And that's really also fulfilling. Like I know that you can do online stuff. For me, I just am really craving in person right now. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't, you know, as I know there's there's business models and ways to monetize everything and you know, target markers and all that. And I get all of it and I'm into it. But like right now, I just want in-person real energy exchange, like yeah. in the flesh. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So I was on your website. So I checked it out under, where was it? Work with us. Open. Yeah. Okay. okay. Very cool. So what is that? What does that look like for somebody? Let's say they're maybe in the industry already or considering getting in and they contact you versus going elsewhere. Obviously they get the training and what, what other things, what other things do you provide with that? Oh yeah. They'll get the training aspect. And if they're already trained, then that can be more of a refresher. So it really depends on where the person is at. Sure, They'll get sure. the technical training in regards to spray tanning and how to run a business and then they'll get the emotional and spiritual training if they're if that's something they're into on how to navigate that from a personal perspective. So that's a little bit different. I don't um, I don't know if too many people go in depth with that, yeah, um, but it is important know. to me. Yeah. And then they get mentorship, you know. So basically, they're in control of their own destiny, 
but they have this support system that will help them, you know, along the way. So they don't have to feel like they're alone. And for me, it's the person, it's the perfect balance because I don't want to control anyone's day to day. I really have no desire. So, you know, we have a few employees at our Chicago salon now, and I have a manager staff who's amazing, who, um, who really runs that aspect of our business. But I've learned that I love big picture, big picture and vision and, and kind of nurturing that aspect. So it's really the perfect balance. I get to go and help and empower somebody and inspire them. And then I'm, I'm there as their buddy along the way. And they also have our teams. Yeah. You give them the keys and then let them do their thing. Yeah. I think, um, Something, you know, kind of always recognized was like the support system, which um, was some of this evolution, which we had isn't around anymore. But like that was a point in starting that like people have all these things where they go take a training. And I saw this back when I was at Sholee, you know, 2011 to 15 or so. It's like all these people would get excited and jump in and then they take the training, even come to the facility and train with us. And then, you know, they're just kind of dumped into it. They've never owned a business. They've never done any of this stuff. So they're like, what do we do next? How do we do this? And I'm like, man, there's got to be a way to like foster the community and like let people work together and like, Hey, this is what I did. This is what I did. And like people need that. So it's great to hear you guys have the mentorship. Cause I always said, you know, if we ever had a training that was in depth, it would have to have some kind of support for at least like three to six months. Cause people really need that to get going. I think. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and really to learn like what path is right for you. Is yeah. the suite right for you? Is mobile right for you? Is the storefront right for you? I think that can look different for everybody. So yeah. I never, I never approach it from like, this is exactly how you do it. I'm like, what does your ideal life look like? Yeah. What does yeah. that look like? Yeah, you know, maybe cool. you only need to spray tan three nights a week to be happy. That's success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, it doesn't have to be. It's funny. I think after the pandemic, everyone started offloading real estate, especially in Chicago. It was oh, yeah. like, holy crap. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of people learned that like these big storefronts didn't need to be the way anymore. Things yeah. are changing. Yeah very rapidly they are for sure for sure so if somebody comes to you and they end up doing the you know the business under with you guys is that are they opening under glow out or are they open in their own business name how does that work um that's also a choose your own adventure so that just comes down to the agreements and kind of how we establish that there's Mm -hmm. some sort of spinoff of us um but they do have the ability to kind of pick and choose Okay. So they're not, I see like there's Charlotte on your website, obviously Columbia and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Everyone that we worked with has choose, has chosen to use the name because of the brand identity. Love it. Yeah. Makes so sense. that's been, yeah, that's been pretty beautiful. But again, I think even for that program, as you vet out those people, the people that would be an ideal partner or collaborator with you, you naturally, you know, get to a space where the people are, are pretty much in alignment. Right. So it all makes sense. They don't really want to recreate the wheel or else they would. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Yeah, that's good. You can't force it. So it's good to know. It sounds like quite a process to making sure people are right. So you don't waste anybody's time. You would hope. I mean, you definitely try so far with that. We've had really good luck. Um, We've had really good, really good luck with that. So yeah, yeah, you would hope. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Um, I really like that. It's a, that's a cool model. I think there's, I think there's always been an opportunity for that. Uh, something I've considered exploring. I haven't gone that route yet, but it's cool. Just, just kind of give people as much or as little as they need and then helping them kind of build their own mm-hmm. things. So, so you, um, I know you're involved, obviously Chicago, are you involved with the Columbia location or was that somebody that like spun off of glow out? 
yeah they're all, all the locations have their own owners so okay. they're all licensees um yeah that is a husband and wife team they're amazing oh, cool. she's also a pharmacy professor they're professional dancers so wow. just really cool people totally in my wheelhouse and um i have loved working with them okay. so i get to go and and stay and work with them several times a year and it's like it's just a beautiful experience but yeah. i met them in the dance world you oh, you met them in the dance world? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It used to be. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Crazy how it all yeah. comes around. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. Uh well, I mean, we could talk forever. This is this has been a great conversation. I feel like we went a lot of places, just you know, <laughs> a lot of different things. We didn't know where we were gonna go, but it's it was great. Uh I'm trying to think of like a way to close like what I'm trying to think of some advice, I guess you sh- you would give people. Um you know, to ultimately, I guess, kind of like start to, if they haven't already, like check in with themselves, like what, what, what would you suggest to people? Like what, what kind of questions should they be asking themselves? Like whether this is the right path or, or whatever it may be. Uh, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of a loaded question, but. It is a loaded question. And I like <laughs> it. I think it could go a lot of ways, but the thing that's coming up for me in this moment is to sit down and put your feet on the ground and close your eyes and notice what you feel. Do you feel tightness in your chest? And, and, and you can be thinking of this specific goal, situation, whatever it is. Do you feel something in a certain area of your body? And note that. Yeah. And I think we, I think we really don't ever slow down to notice like how we actually feel. And your nervous system is a really good um, guide. Yeah. It'll yeah. really tell you if you're on the right path or not, if you pay attention to it. Right. It's like the, it's like the gut, like the people say you have a gut reaction. It's like, it's literally cause it talks with your brain, right? Mm-hmm. There's a communication loop there. Like it knows yeah. if it's right. They or call wrong. the gut our second brain. Right. Exactly. I'm actually exactly. working with one of my um, branding clients for babes is a company called second brain healthcare. And they're coming out with a digital program to help people like have a balanced gut health and learning how important that is. And we talked about that earlier, but, um, yeah, it's really cool to to see what your body and your gut and your nervous system and how it all works together. Yeah. You yeah. could nerd on that for hours. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots lots of uh, layers of the onion to unpeel for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a great, you know, people don't slow down. That's the problem. So sitting down, really thinking about it, you know, depending on how you feel, you obviously kind of, you get the answer. I mean, really, it tells you like you get some yeah. tightness, like there's some worry, there's some <laughs> some some kind of pullback there it's obviously doesn't feel right other than you know i'm assuming on the flip side is just like a release of like energy where you're like oh this feels right this is good yeah and the extra credit i guess to go on to that right so that could be step one how does your body feel and then when you i like to write notes on my phone so i keep like running notes my phone write down what you noticed and then decide what's real and what's not then decide what's you and what's not. Then decide what's fear and what's love. Do you know what I mean? That's where yeah. you could kind of go with that exercise. But yeah, that's wow. what I've been practicing that a lot lately and putting my feet, my bare feet on the earth yeah. or getting into water, bodies of water. I just really feel like a connection to nature um, solves everything. All the answers come. Go on a walk, go on a hike. I love it. Yeah, grounding. I know they call that when you walk outside. Yep. Your feet. Yeah, supposedly, if you 
traveled time zones and you go outside and in the like nature and put your feet on the ground it's supposed to help you adjust to the time i don't know if that's true but i've Ooh, heard that. i'll try that on my road yeah. travels grant yeah it'd be interesting to know i don't know if it really works but supposedly somebody said it did i heard it on something so i was like oh, that's pretty cool yeah oh it makes sense yeah it does it does there's something to be said about that you know my favorite place to think about stuff is just to go out for a run and so lots of times try to leave the phone and podcasts alone, even though I love listening, sometimes you just yeah. let your mind wander. Yeah. Sometimes I think the, the overconsumption of all data <laughs> is, is too much for us. I'm like, I don't think our brains are meant to go yeah. at this rate all the time with this much knowledge, even if it's good knowledge. Yeah. I love that you said that actually I was, I was, um, I, and I've had this thought before and I was listening to something the other day and I thought it was funny. I was listening to something, consuming something, but we're, <laughs> we're creative beings, but all we do is consume. As soon as you wake up, you look at the phone and you start consuming stuff. Like yep. I've made it a point to put my phone on airplane mode every night. And usually I try not to touch it till at least like 10 AM or so. Um, and I've really tried to part with my phone just in general, just cause I like, I don't want it. I like, I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm not going to upgrade it. I don't care. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, need, I have to have it so my wife can reach me or family, but you know, it's like, I don't want that. I don't want to always consume. I want to just like try to think and, you know, yeah. This, this, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. When phones came out, these digital smartphones that are basically like a computer in your pocket. Yeah. I feel like I missed the, <laughs> the like group chat about being 24 seven available. Yeah. And, and that's something that I really wanted to dial back on to what you're saying is like, I don't want to have to feel accessible 24 seven. Or if I saw your DM, that means I have to respond. Sometimes I just don't want to turn on that area of my brain. Yeah. Cause I'm like winding down. I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I want to like respond to that later. Or I want to respond to that when I'm in a different headspace, or I don't want to talk to anybody today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And, and for me, you know, having my daughter Zoe and stuff is like, even on the weekends now, I try not to even, and occasionally I will, but I try not to even like check email. I usually don't even like, I leave my phone yep. upstairs and I'll take it with me. I'm like, I want to be present. Cause like being present with her and my wife is like more important than anything that's going to happen. Right. If somebody needs to reach me, they'll find a way or whatever. But, um, and you know, how often do people actually need you? Probably not right. often, right? So way less than what we think, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, everybody thinks they're they they're needed. Not that they're not needed, but it's you're so accessible. And like you said, you know, constantly checking emails and DMs and all these different things. It's just like it's so draining for for us. It really is. That's what's so funny that you say this is like when I left for Florida and I was gone for like eight months. So I worked remotely. I'm like, well, hey, everyone else is working remotely. Why can't I? Yeah. Only because the salon world says I can't. Yeah. And I didn't agree with that. Love it. But I got into this whole different pace on when I would answer things and when I would devote my time to that. And and it was different. It was really interesting coming back, like like we talked about earlier, the pull yeah. to go back into the old way is so real. And I'm like, uh-uh, devil. Mm -mm. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's a good point because occasionally, like uh, you know, my wife and I had a chance to go away for a couple of days. And we actually just did a staycation in another house here in Charlotte. And my parents watched Zoe and it was like, Ooh, I didn't keep my, yeah, my phone died. I didn't keep it with me. And I was like, man, no, there was no fire. You know, everything was fine. I got back to stuff when I needed to. And it was like peaceful, even just for like a day and a half to like, not be like, Oh, I need to check email every second or somebody's going to message me. Like I didn't miss anything. Nobody got mad. Everything's good. Uh, like we're good. I love so, that. See yeah. Grant, that's exactly when we do like sleepaway retreats for smaller groups. That's exactly what we do is from a Friday to a Sunday or Friday to a Monday, depending on the group. 
yeah. is like less of being connected digitally and like to your phone. Phones are really kind of more away, except for big moments. I want to take a picture of mountain or something or a cool yeah. restaurant. But other than that, it's like really connecting with the people around you. And I think everybody can use that practice, myself yeah. included, always, forever. Yeah, I agree. It's one of the it's one of those things we kind of discussed earlier, like question everything. Like who said uh-huh. that you need to have like who said you need a phone? And like people will spend. Yeah. I think about it almost like sickening to think about like how much time is consumed in these app, literally applications that were developed like Instagram and Facebook, like so many hours of people time, so much care and like need to be accepted in there and it's it's like it's stupid <laughs> i really mm-hmm. it really makes me mad to think about it for people I, I don't really get into it i've never posted on instagram but i'm obviously on facebook to connect with people but it's like man i don't need you know this is people just spending so much time in there so it's just sad to, to see that like at the end of your life you're not gonna wish you were on instagram more it's like <laughs> i'm gonna know, wish i was paying watch, attention to my kids more right <laughs> did you watch the social dilemma yeah it's amazing yeah it's amazing. And my stepdad, Rusty, he like really got on with that. He's like, this is a pandemic. We should, we need to shut down these apps. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we do. I know. And it's, yeah, it's scary. having a little daughter, me and my wife and I discuss it all the time. Like we don't want to get her a phone like ever. Like I don't ever want her to be on this stuff. I just don't want to think about what that would like for us introduced in our, you know, Facebook was a release when I was in college. So that's like, at least mm-hmm. at that point I was there, I still had a flip phone. Then I remember. So at least at that point we were somewhat more like, you know, develop, yeah, stable, develop was what I was looking yeah. for. But kids at that age, it's just, it's sickening to think of that. So but it's gotta it, be really scary as a parent. Like I've been around a ton of kids in the last year, the universe just keeps putting me with these families and kids. I'm like, Oh, that's so great. But I can see that. I can see, I can see people growing up really quick. They're exposed to a lot, Oh yeah, a lot so yeah, you'll, you'll keep digging and figure out yeah, how will. to navigate that. <laughs> we <will>. Best <laughs> we of luck to you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We'll figure it out. What? Well, well, next time you're down in Charlotte, you have to tell us, we'd love to connect you. Yeah. you my wife would love each other. You connect on so many levels and Zoe would, Oh my God, let's please do that. I'll be there soon in the next few months for sure. Okay. It sounds good. Jen, well, it's been such a pleasure to talk again. Though. Like it's been four years, completely different story yeah. from then. But if, if people want to learn more about you, they can go to, is it babes? Babesbehindbrands.com. Yeah, glowoutsalon.com. And then you can find me on Instagram, SendJen. Um, I'm sure we'll put it in the notes, but yeah. I, I love it. I love it, Jen. Thanks so much. This has been a great one. Completely off off the cuff. Nothing like any of the interviews, but it was needed. It was needed. Hopefully people oh, can. Oh, it was so good talking to you and happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.